and we are back guys uh, so today we're going to talk about a very serious topic um, not many people are aware of it in the uh, english-speaking world but the current situation in belarus is quite dire many people don't know that um, there it's the last known uh, dictatorship in Europe and the president uh, Alexander just recently won an election by 80% and the main opposition just got like 9% or 10% of the votes uh, and today uh, I'm actually with a guest who's from Belarus uh, we won't give you uh, her name but we will have a conversation with her obviously uh, due to the, the certain climate that we have in the country uh, first of all how are you doing? Thank you for asking. Thank you for inviting me. No, th thank you for, for, for joining us. Um, I, I will be honest. Um, I've, I've known about Belarus and its situation with its dictatorship and, and the accusations by European unions on human rights abuse in the country. Now, you were born and raised in Belarus, right? Yes. Uh, I, I want to know what Belarus is in, in the real world. Uh, I, I'm assuming you're from Minsk, right? The capital? No, I'm not from the capital, actually. I'm from a small city. Mm -hmm. I lived there for quite a long time, though. Well, uh, if you're speaking like outside of politics, quite nice country, peaceful people, four different seasons, beautiful. Uh, Yeah, it's no, no, but it's um, it's it's a beautiful country. I've seen many pictures of it. I would love to go there at some point in my life. Uh, n maybe not in the winter because it's yeah. it's brutal, right? <laughs> it snows a lot there from from what I've been looking at. Uh, but I I, I want to talk to you about the political situation. Uh, there are protests happening in uh, in Belarus itself. There are protests happening in London, in Toronto, uh, in front of the uh, the Bel uh, Belarusian yeah. uh, embassies. Uh, can you tell the, the the listeners exactly what's going on in in Belarus? What's the situation going on? In Belarus, I think in Belarus, protests started a few weeks ago. People just go outside and they protest. They protest peacefully. What is a remarkable thing, I think, is that during all this time, not even a single window was broken. So if you see, if you compare um, what you can see from demonstrations in America, let's say, where people crush everything on their way, it is not like it's in Belarus at all. You see smart, intelligent people going out on the streets peacefully, asking for fair elections and receive provocation and violence from military forces mm -hmm. yeah and also you mentioned toronto and london but actually it's happening all over the world <laughs> it's really yeah. more so uh, many countries in europe u.s because um i i heard a recent announcement uh, i say recent this was um uh, uh, i think it was maybe a week back from your uh, from the president, he said that uh, there will he promised an appropriate response. He claimed that twenty five uh, riot police were injured in the attacks by the protesters. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. I, I I've watched the videos, and what I saw was the uh, the police attacking people. This yeah. is what I saw. I saw them shooting them with uh, rubber bullets, 
I've seen them spraying them with hose and throwing tear gas. Now, I, I, your, your president, he's a, he's a bit of a liar from what I know. Um, but can you, can you uh, when you were living in Belarus uh, mm-hmm. or in Belarus itself, is there a fear of, of people afraid of the president and saying things negative about him? Um, people, I'd say people don't used to talk about it because mm-hmm. they know that if they do, they might be in trouble. So when you don't speak about politics, when you're not involved in it, it's probably all right. But, well, not in this time, definitely, because right now you can see that people just going from work to home and they can be seen captured by police forces. Mm-hmm. But in normal time and not in election process, now it's not like there is a constant fear, but there is a definitely um, situation when people still do not speak out openly. It's like you you can speak about it somewhere in the kitchen where no one from apart from people you trust hears it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Belarus is a um... It's in a very interesting location in, in parts of the world. Uh, yeah. If people, yeah, if people don't know where it is. It's a, it's a country in Eastern Europe, bordering Russia uh, to the east, north, Latvia, Lithuania, uh, Poland, and also Ukraine. Um, and we know that the, the, you know, it was part of the Soviet Union back in the days. But now Belarus is one of the very few countries in part of the former Soviets where uh, the government has stronger ties with mm-hmm. Russia than the West, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that Russian, the Russians meddled. Uh, Putin got involved in this election. Uh, what's your thought on this? Um, My personal thoughts. That yeah, of course. No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he's involved. Um, I don't think that he has. He favors the current president at any somehow but what I definitely see is that Russia just turned their blind eye on the country and from from the other side Western countries they also I think not feel that it's right time or it's right thing to involve because again because of the close location Russia mm-hmm. it's like two strong steel two strong forces one against another Western countries and Russian Federation. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a bit also unique and what probably people were hoping for, or you, you probably remember what happened in Ukraine two years ago, and people in Belarus are... <laughs> they're most patient, non-violent people I know, and they didn't want this war they didn't want revolution they didn't want people on the squares and probably there was some hope that if people will come out peacefully nothing like this will happen but even so you can see that now on the streets when they come out peacefully with children with wives they still are attacked and news are just terrible it's very disgusting. I was uh, reading reports uh, that the uh, the head of the of Belarus investigation committee, 
said that you know the violence and the mass dis- uh, disruption uh, against the police will now carry out a 15-year prison sentence and they already arrested 3,000 people yeah uh, which now looks like it's becoming a human rights issue really it is another probably again amazing thought that almost all the connection inside the country is just doesn't exist anymore internet doesn't exist <laughs> mobile connections same and people still can organize themselves and go mm-hmm. out uh and what do you mean they in- turn off sorry did they turn off the internet is that what you're yeah, saying yeah yes that's what i'm saying and people using just uh, alternatives like vpn and other resources to be able to access some information because everything is just stopped public transport doesn't work in me they do wow. everything to prevent people to gather. Uh, and and how are people finding their ways around it? Um, because I, I'm aware this isn't the first time there's protests, right? There was protests in 2011 as well. Uh, not that strong. I, I believe that this year it's something what never happened in the country before. And from your personal opinion, uh, do you think that it's going to make a change this time? Do you think there's going to be a change? I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> because if it won't happen, we just, country will just have to live with the massive haste people. <laughs> yeah. And people have to live mm. next to, I, I cannot even call a president or definitely not a leader just the noise what kind of officers so you, you see this is my um my, my concern um yeah. i um i fully support the protest right uh, i i want the i want the people of belarus to live a happy free life right where they're able to choose their their leaders and they're able to remove the leaders based on voting like a fair system right uh what's your opinion on people who because there are people who support the current president right and a a lot of those people i'm hearing them say stuff like um if if he's taken out of power someone worse is going to come in Uh, what's with your whole idea on this whole uh the disposition i think there are different people even among them Probably there is a small portion of people who think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe most of them are in military. Yep. And even so, I cannot so get it into my head how people can be so not human to have such a huge aggression inside. But then there are also people who are just afraid afraid for their jobs, if afraid for their families, because they, most of them have, are dependent from government. They work in a budget, pay jobs like doctors, teachers. They all depend from the government and they're just afraid. But even so, uh, what we see this year is that um, in many places, when the results were shown to the people from schools or uh, institutes or uh, the welfare results. The other mm-hmm. issue that they totally disappear overnight. 
but the red play the red showing. What, what do you mean they disappear overnight? They get kidnapped? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, somehow we don't know who did it when, but this result started to disappear. Wow. Yeah. Right. Are, are are people there living in fear right now? Do you think? Yeah. Is that how you would say it? Absolutely. That's that's terrible. That's really bad. Um, I I've been looking at um, I've been reading a lot about this because this is very it's very scary for sure. Um, but the protests, if if they continue to happen, I I know that majority of people in Belarus they work for the government, right? Yeah. Uh, government sectors. Uh, Not for the government, but yeah, in government sectors. Government sectors. Yeah. Exactly. So um. People, I don't think they appreciate how much of a proportion it is, but um, it was 39.3% were employed by government-owned companies, mostly in manufacturing, uh, mm. agricultural, and transport, right? Yeah. Um, what's going to happen to them, from, from your understanding, uh, if this protest continues? I don't believe there will be much difference because the known fact that most of these organizations are failing anyway and they're just sponsored by government as well also just for people to have their jobs probably from one side but they're not they don't have any income <laughs> the most pain probably will be for medicine and for educational let me ask you this um, I, I want people to really think about the situation going on here uh, because we are all humans right so we all have the same feelings mm. we, we love we, we cry we bleed uh, etc um, life in Belarus before the protest it was just a normal life, right? People, everyone was doing normal daily things. If you're involved in this, you know about things, right? If you just, again, like many people do, they're just tired of it, they're tired of the situation and they just ignore it. When you do that, yeah, the life can be okay. Mm -hmm. But you still have somewhere on your background that there is something there why I cannot speak what I want to speak, why I cannot do what I want what I want to do. Because listen, I, I, I've known you, uh, I, you know uh, I know you're a smart person, right? Um, and there's many smart people in Belarus. Uh, yeah. I've worked with many smart people there. I've spoken to many smart people in Belarus. Uh, so I know you're thinking the way you're thinking because you know what's right and wrong. Would you say that the majority of people support uh, the president or do most people support the president to step down? Because the amount of people protesting and the amount of people that signed you know, signatures, etc., it, mm -hmm. it wasn't that much, compared, obviously compared to the population as a whole. Mm -hmm. So... So, for example, if you look at um, uh, when when uh, the Arab Spring was happening in Syria and when they mm -hmm. were protesting, yeah. uh, we're talking about millions of people came to the streets. Uh, 
Belarus is not necessarily the same. No. Is it? Why is this? It's because of people's mentality. Again, as I mentioned before, which isn't used to go outside on the street and get anything by using strength, power. Um, in terms of support, if you remember when all this started, there were three candidates, three strong candidates from opposition. Two of them are in jail right now. One escaped. And what happened is that women from all three um, candidates just gathered together. And it is not anymore like whether you're for these candidates or not. It just you don't want these current presidents to be elected again. <laughs> mm. so people don't even vote for, they just don't want this man to leave them anymore. I know one of the, uh, one of the candidates who were, was most likely to, to, to beat the current president, uh, Mr. Uh, Bab, how do you say, how do you say his name? Babariko. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I know he was a strong contender, but then he got arrested for uh, yes, got for, arrested. for money laundering, right? Um, Probably many, I, I... many other reasons which uh, <laughs> came out every day. <laughs> mm. But but do the people in Belarus, when they hear he's arrested for money laundering, uh, do they actually believe it? I don't think so, no. The people I know, no, they don't. But what is, what does that mean to you? When you hear the news is telling you something that you know is not true. Uh, when do you believe the news? Because I know in Belarus as well, they, they tell people about COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, about coronavirus, they tell you how to be safe from it. And I've been reading the government's advice on it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting for a fact, but um, some of their advice is good advice as well. Uh, when, when do you believe them and when don't you? Because it's very difficult to know when to know the truth. Yeah, with uh, all this pandemic situation, again, like a big blow to people of the country, because when they hear from government, can you see the virus? I cannot, it doesn't exist. They started to wear masks and take mm. precautions by themselves. They started to get the money, they started to help hospitals. It's all it's done by people, not by government. <laughs> So, so you're saying the people take a better, uh, the people in the streets act like uh, officials, like, they protect. They don't act, uh, act like officials, they act like there is no one out there to help them. They do not believe in government, they don't trust government. I, I, I wouldn't either, uh, only because... I'm I'm looking at the corona cases now in your uh, in in Belarus, and uh, it says here that sixty eight thousand people confirmed, sixty four thousand uh, recovered, and five hundred eighty nine died. Mm. Um, it seems very low, right? Uh, we don't know exact numbers. That's the problem. It's it's um. You, you see, uh, I'm from uh, Somalia, right? Mm. And my country was a former uh, dictatorship as well. And what happened was the government would tell people something and the people would believe them, believe them, right? 
and young kids especially who grew up in this like yourself you grew up with this dictator right uh maybe you know since you were a, a young baby he was the leader right yeah um how did you why did you stop believing in him because all you all you're hearing is what they want you to hear correct yeah like, when did you people used to not trust to one source of information they checked several of them and then make their own truth somewhere in the middle between all these sources and because there was like a time when USSR still existed and everything just started to form and no one no one knew what to do whom to trust whom to believe people just walk out this mentality when they have to take information from different sources and right now in government there are TVs on by controlled by government like five mm-hmm. government channels and people who live in a small town that's probably the only information the only source of information they have again one why I can understand some percentage of support mm-hmm. but not 80 <laughs> wow because Belarus is actually, uh, I think it's top 10 most censored countries in the world, right? I'm There's sure. a lot of, no. yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking here at their, um, their, their standing in terms of censorship mm-hmm. and, and they're, you know, very high up amongst uh, some of the brutal mm-hmm. dictators in the world. And did you have access to um, American shows, American TV when yeah. you were in Belarus? You did? Yes. Okay. So, you know, you were watching like all the Disney characters and everything like that with I mean Russia. if you if you're looking for it you definitely will find this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess so. how many people look for it? <laughs> the other question. So do you think most people in Belarus don't know really what's going on? Or they just don't they just can't afford to care? What's going on in the country they do know. They do know, even they don't look into other sources because it's just lasting for so long, it's just impossible not to notice it. Many people are threatened um, in this and analyzed before in elections. I know examples where people refused to vote beforehand and they were forced to do so by the people who are their managers. Really? Yes. How the fuck do you force someone to vote? It was again absurd, but even they could send a personal automobile to pick you up to bring you to the point where you need to vote and make you that you want. Wow, that's mm-hmm. that's really um, that's fucked up. That's the only way. That's the only way I can yes. explain it. It's fucked up. Uh, have you have you voted in 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 uh, in Belarus before? Yes. When you voted, did you have options on the voting list? You do have options. You do have but options. Do you Does it mean anything? That these options, yeah, exactly. If they mean anything. <laughs> it does look like you have options. <laughs> but when you tick, uh, have. I, I don't want to get into your voting record, but I feel like I, I, I should ask you. Uh, when you when, when you did vote, did you vote against him, the president? Or for uh, him? Because not for him. 
Uh, yeah. Am I right. allowed to say it before announcing all the official? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> don't, don't do it then. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so so, okay, right. But if we if we take it a step back then, um, you mentioned some people are taken from their office to the voting booth and yeah. they vote. What happens if they refuse to vote there? I don't know. It probably takes some courage and not everyone has it. Yeah. Fuck. That's scary. Mm. That's scary. And uh, what do you, what's your, um, what do you want? What's your, what's your vision in the future? What do you want Belarus to be? What do you hope it to become? I want it to be a free country where people can express their mind, where they're not beaten for it on the streets. Everyone wants some changes, some fresh minds, fresh opinions, fresh ways. And what also I see is that we have this new, young, smart, creative, talented generation in the country. And if this is what they see now, it means what will happen with them in the future. Yeah. Will they just leave the country? Will they will be broken? Will they stop doing? Will they, will they stop believing what they believe? Hmm. I, uh, I I feel heartbroken, honestly, just hearing this. <laughs> I'm being serious. It's it's uh it's exceptionally sad what's going on there. It's uh, sad. It's very sad. Uh, what do you what would you hope? the British public, the Canadian public, the American people, uh, the Western people, what do you, what do you, what, what do you hope that they can do? What can we do to help? Because we, we cannot watch other people suffer. This is not in human nature, right? It is not in human nature, absolutely right. Uh, the first thing is just not recognize the elections, not mm-hmm. recognize it because it's not right, it's not fair ultimately to recognize a new president and to give the full power but again what we can do not recognizing that definitely what should happen it's a it's very it's a very difficult situation but what can we try to do at least do you think if we joined the protests if we were sharing this information around the world, do you think that could potentially help add a bit more pressure to our leaders? Should we actively pressure our MPs to do something? As, a, as someone from Belarus, what do you? how can we help you? I think what we're also trying to do is just bring as much focus as we can on the country to make people aware of what is going on, what is happening, that it is not our choice, it's not what people choose. Um, honestly, I was watching all this terrible news last night and feeling so helpless because there is not much you can do. I don't know, I'm a bit lost right now myself. Hmm. I'm, uh, the, the, the viewers can't see you, but obviously I, I can see you and um, I, I can see the pain in your face uh, as you're saying this. Um, Honestly, I feel very even disturbed hearing about what's going on here. Um, 
what what's what's the image your president is giving people Let, let's talk about him as a character and let, let's let's break him down uh, step by step let's let's fully understand who this man is right definitely not the right person to break down so. ah uh, no no yeah for sure but uh, metaphorically of course uh, mm. if we were to um, what, what's your understanding of him as a character uh, when you were there of course they would tell mm. you he's a good man he's blah blah so what sort of news did you hear about him when you were in the country very authoritarian person mm-hmm. doesn't care much about other people's opinion he feels free to insult everyone everywhere anywhere in front of everyone <laughs> just like oh. some country has few languages russian and Belarusian. he doesn't speak either he doesn't speak Russian, he doesn't speak Belarusian, he makes, makes them all the way around. Wait, what? He doesn't speak uh, Belarusian or Russian properly? Yes, yes. So how the hell does he talk to the people? He just makes two languages all together and sounds horrible. <laughs> so he sounds pretty retarded to me. Yeah. Like farmer? Is, is there a, um, okay, let's assume, let's, let's um, imagine that um, the protest works, the president steps down and he says, okay, we're going to reform the country. Who do people want to replace him? Is there a, is there a popular character like, you know, in Iran when, uh, when they threw away their dictator, the Shah, they put in the the religious mm. people in is it this who's in belarus who's this guy um well if you follow it a bit closely you probably know that not a close information the only program the current um candidate from the opposition has is a fair election because the first step she wants to do is to give people this right to vote and to select the person who they choose mm-hmm. and i think that if that happen, all the prisoners, political prisoners who are now in jail will be released. And because half the initial candidates back on this thing. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Because um, your, your current leader, uh, the current leader in that, in, in that country, he's a interesting man. With the with the way he talks about himself, uh, I know he calls himself, you know, the man of the people, right? Uh, and he's he also, you know, he got himself elected as the, the uh, uh, Belarusian right Olympic Committee, you know, in '97, <laughs> and you know he 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 acts like you know the great man, the strong man for the country, right? Do people in the country, uh, the normal citizens, you know, the the factory workers, the Manufacturers, do they believe his story? Story safe. No, I mean his story. Like you know, he he acts like he's doing everything for the people. You know, he acts like someone. He no. kind of. I don't think so, and uh, because people's lives are getting worse and worse every year, 
economical situation is getting worse and worse all the mm. time. Taxes are getting higher. There are some taxes like when people don't have a job, they have to pay tax for not having a job. Any other country, you know that this can happen. Do you, do you know what's interesting? Uh, when you look at the country's official uh, unemployment rate, mm. um, it's 0.6%. Right? Wonderful. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful country, right? Um, when, you, when, you, when you're actually living there, when you're walking around the capital and the cities, um, can you see that this is not true? Is it visible? Do you see a lot of homeless people? Actually, no. Okay. Can I see a lot of homeless people, but again, we have not a small country, relatively, and very small population. And probably again, a legacy from USSR, uh, when everything was equal, but it also means that there is now this huge sparks in rich and poor people. Bring some equality in the same right to good thing. But the uh, if you ask me whether you can see a lot of poor people on the street, no. Wow. But that's not because of government. Sorry. Uh, you mean the uh, inequality in money? No, I mean it is. It is not so. Not because of politics of the government. It's just a way of life inside the country. Yeah. To tell us about the, the culture, uh, let's let's try to understand. I, I want the the listeners to to know the your culture, to know the country's culture, uh, so we can relate better to the people there. Uh, like, what do you guys do for fun? Uh, what do you guys like to watch? What's like the famous TV show? What do you guys like to eat? I want to know the culture. I want to understand the people there. Um, what do we like to do? Uh, we have a few public holidays where a lot of people gathering together and they sit around the fire. And probably that's the most uh, thing a lot of people do every summer. Because mm -hmm. they, they just enjoy the three, four months of warm weather and the amazing atmosphere to fair there. So to share their thoughts. Um, then there is holiday when people also jump um, next to the fire. Wait, well, what? Did they jump into uh, the fire? No, no, not into the fire. You're crazy. <laughs> I was thinking, the hell is going on? What are you guys doing? Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. But again, it lasts like all night. Um, with people dancing, singing together. It's very, I'd say, open. So neighbors usually know each other quite well, and for them have a kids, uh, it means that and your neighbor can take care as you care of your kid as you yourself. It just mm -hmm. means that this kid is mine. This kid is mine. <laughs> it's just kids. <laughs> or you can freely go and ask for the salt or sugar. Quite cold, quite open culture. So everyone's like a big family, huh? Like the neighbors is your family, kind of. Especially in small towns, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. 
then I also noticed that people, once they start to open the world a bit more for themselves, they like to explore, they like to know new cultures, new things, try new food. They're quite open-minded. Okay. Are there a lot of uh, foreign people in Belarus? No. It's still like most of a country of just one nation. Really? Mm. So how, how was your experience when you left Belarus and you went to uh, uh, the first country outside of the country? Uh, I did it quite early, to be honest. And maybe because of that, uh, I wasn't that shocked in, in future. Because I was introduced much more earlier than many people inside the country. We don't have many foreigners, probably some small percentage of students coming from China, from uh, Azerbaijan, countries like this. Many. So just one whole country full of just one people, one culture. Mostly, yeah, mostly. There are not one religion. We have the multi two major religions are Orthodox and Catholic Christianity. Mm-hmm. So we have two Christmas. Oh nice. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. <laughs> how do you how do you celebrate the two Christmases then? How does that work there? Uh, Quite nice to celebrate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I know the 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 Catholic one is on the twenty fifth of uh, yeah. December. When is the uh, Orthodox one? It's on seventh uh, of January. That's perfect. So you have uh, Christmas, then you have New Year's, then you have uh, yeah. Orthodox Christmas. Yeah, and most celebrated days from the New Year is not celebrate Christmas as much as here. It's mm. more quiet, more family um, celebration versus New Year. It's just open Party. for everyone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and what, what, uh, what do you guys do there in New Year's? Is it like just clubbing? Is it just parties, alcohol, um, fireworks? You celebrate it again with your family, with your friends. Then you go usually to a central square where there is a tree a new year tree (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then again you meet with your friends i think parties clubs alcohol that depends on whether you want to do that or not (laughs) so we'll make it too is is the country um it sounds very happy and friendly country right i mean the people of course yeah is is it is it a low crime country from your understanding for what you see from what I see, yes. The reason might be because we also most military country among all the European countries. But it's quite safe there, yeah. If you don't speak about politics. <laughs> That's crazy. That is really crazy. Um, but it's... I'm actually very interested in knowing because you went to university there, right? You studied mm, there. Yeah. And um, for me anyways, when I was at university, um, 
we would speak about politics for hours, sometimes seven, eight hours, all throughout the night with my with my university friends. Did you guys uh, do the same? I'm not that political oriented. <laughs> That's a very fair point. That's interesting. Sorry, did you say that this current situation made you go into politics? Well, you just cannot stay indifferent, right? Yeah. Can you see all of this happening out there and just see them do not react anyhow at all? Saying what this woman who's candidate to the president has to do. She didn't plan to do that. She just happened to be in the place. And I'm, I'm not envious of her. Not at all. Uh, it's um yeah I, I i really don't know what to say um i was I, i'll tell you what the other day i was talking to a friend of mine mm. and uh he's uh he's russian and we, we started talking about the situation in belarus and uh and i asked him for his thoughts he he agreed with the protests etc i i said to him uh should we write a petition for the UK government to to put some sort of action against Belarus, right? Uh, um, sanctions or something. He said to me, "Don't if you the sanctions will only affect the local people. It doesn't Correct. affect the government, right? Because they yeah. will find ways around it, but the people mm. will suffer." Uh, I am genuinely asking, how how can we actually help? I, f- I feel helpless just watching it. Same. Uh, Absolutely the same. I feel helpless. The only way I see is that definitely not right to recognize him as a legitimate president. Sanctions, you're correct. New France is correct. That will affect population most of all. No. Very difficult time. Um, how about the protesters? What what are they calling for? I know they're calling for the president to step down. I know they're calling for a fair election. They're calling for more transparency, right? Mm, um, yes. But realistically, uh, the president he's been there for twenty seven years, right? Um, he won from his from his belief the ninety ninety seven to two thousand and one, and then two thousand one. Uh, uh, he won that election. He won- I think he's on election four now, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so when, what do you guys really expect to happen? Someone like him doesn't just step down, right? That's what makes it even more terrifying. People like him just don't step down that easily. It was actually clear from after the first few years of his presidentship that if he will step down, he will just go straight to jail. Um, maybe now people don't even care where he goes, just make him disappear. <laughs> <laughs> just get the hell out of here, right? Yeah. We want to see you. I would, I would definitely encourage all the listeners to, to do some research into Belarus and, and see the current situation there. Um, it's a very unique situation, especially uh, for a for a European country. 
you know, I'm, I'm African. I'll tell you, this behavior happens in Africa. It shouldn't happen there, but it happens there, not in Europe normally. Uh, especially with a lot of rich countries around that could help the situation, but choosing not to. Are there, uh, I know there's a lot of activists uh, in London. I know there's a lot of activists in Belarus. Uh, how open are they? Are they posting things online? Where can people follow up with the news in, uh, of Belarus? We want the real news, not the, the, the official study, uh, record. I think they are, they are quite open also because here they don't feel threatened. They don't fear. They know that nothing will happen with them if they, if they will come out and say what they think, speak out their opinion. Yeah, they are quite open and they, they want both to hear this, to see this. And people in Belarus also saying they are quite open, they are tired to be afraid. Why they came out on the square yesterday and then going to do that this night again. Mm -hmm. It is quite open. Good. Uh, if you can send me some any of their Twitters or any information you have so we can post it here as well and i want to share it we need to sp spread it we need people to 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 stand up for the right you know do you know what i mean yeah however yeah. we can um but do you not fear that by more people standing up protesting that the government will become more brutal with their approach I'm hoping that the military forces will understand that this is their people and they swore to protect their people and not just one them. Yeah. That's the hope I have. I, I hope so too. Uh, but am I correct that um, the military and the intelligence committee, uh, I think it's KGB, right, in, uh, in Belarus mm -hmm. now? Yeah that they report directly to the president, right? I don't know to whom they report, probably. So this one man has a massive grab on it the country. It like a massive grab. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, what's your... Um, we're gonna conclude it soon. We've been talking for close to an hour now, actually. Um, and I've enjoyed it and I've learned a lot from your perspective. What's your, if you could give a message to the world, if you could, uh, and let's say that everyone in the world was there standing there listening and you're not nervous, of course, because there's billions of people. What, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah, it's a weird background noise, huh? <laughs> yeah, what would you say? that a dictatorship like this should not exist. They should not be supported. And that also no matter how small you think you are, no matter how quiet your voice you think you are, it's still yours and you should speak it. And it's, um, it's very sad when people are afraid to do so, when they're threatened. Mm. But the more we will speak, Hopefully the bad situation will be. I, I hope so too. I 
I wanted to have you on my podcast for a while and talk about other things. Uh, but it's very unfortunate that we're talking about this. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to talk about this, but it's something that has to be spoken about. Um, to all my viewers, just just a, a reminder, please look at the news. Look what's going on there. Uh, thousands of people being arrested. They're going to be prosecuted, some of them up to 15 years, just for their disapproval of the leader and his handling of the country. Um yeah, I, I, I don't know how to even end this, to be honest. I, I, I wish um, your country, I wish our country, it's, it's the world, the world is suffering together here. I wish everyone in Belarus safety, security, and as much as I want you guys to be free, please don't put yourself out there for risk. Please stay safe as well. Take care. Love and respect. Thank you.